the reconciled 521 slash fdc happy women's day to all our women out there we wish you a blessed a blessed month even as we commemorate and remember what um uh, women's are all about in our society but also contrary to the popular opinion the bible has a lot to say, a lot of good things to say about women and our episode this day is dedicated to our women out there and we just want to examine as to what the scriptures has to say concerning our women, especially those who are Christian women. It is a blessing. I have, I have a number of women in my life uh, that I call uh, them uh, a blessing to me. First and foremost, my dear wife, my lovely daughter who has just turned one today, my um, wonderful mother back in Malawi, but also many other women, uh, those women in our local church, uh, Florida Baptist Church, we send our blessing and our wishes that you have a blessed month. But it will take some time just to uh, be blessed, a bit to remind, to remind ourselves as well as to what this life is all about. Aside then, today we are so blessed to feature in this day our dear brother uh, all the way. He's actually in Shanghai, in China, uh, but he is originally from Zambia and he will feature today in our program as he brings to us a wonderful song entitled This World Is Not Our Home. We are just passing by. Madalison Jovu is his name, aka Crystal Clear. And you can find him out on Facebook page. You can also search him out on his YouTube channel and you can subscribe to his page and listen to beautiful hymns sung in Chichewa, but also he has done some covers uh, in English that you can also be blessed. Uh, you can check him out, Brother Madaliso. It's such a blessing. I listened to him. I've been in touch with him and requested if we would feature him today. And he said, gladly so, sir. You can do that. So it's a blessing to feature him. So I want to take some time to listen to this song. Um, it's, sung, it's sung in Chichewa. It's titled Ngelo Akodola Pakomula Mamba. It simply means that the angel is beckoning and this world is not our home. We are just passing by and we are waiting to... Uh, to be welcomed in our heavenly home. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue sky. The angels are beckoning me to heaven's open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. That's that's a that's a song that this uh, this that's the meaning what that this song really means oh lord you know i have no friend like you that's what the caller says if 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 heaven is not my home then lord what will i do uh, the angels beckons me from heaven's open door and i can't feel at home in this world anymore isn't that the feeling that we do have now even as we are faced with covid 19 so let's take some time and we listen to this wonderful song done by madalizo njovu Crystal clear, as he's also known. Let's listen to this beautiful song this evening. What is it that she called? Lingo Pitilira, Nazikundi Kira, Jumakumambako, Gelo Akodola, Pakomola Mwamba. Ipotiko la pansi, singi esa kwa tu 
It's a wonderful song there by our dear brother Madali. So crystal clear as he has given to us Ngelo Akodolapa Komolamamba. So let's take some time now and we come before the Lord and we will read his word together as we will be looking at um, a, a, a biblical understanding as to what the Bible expects to, for us and what the Bible expects uh, from women. As Paul has been writing to Timos, to Titus, 
in this particular book of, of Titus chapter 2. And uh, that's where we will focus on. We'll focus on just one verse. Verse number 2 all the way to verse 5. Paul addresses women. He speaks to older women. And he speaks to younger women as well. But we are going to focus on the older women. Uh, the description found in verse 2 where Paul writes and he says uh, but as for you let's read from verse 1 in, in, so that we uh, can understand the context as he urges Titus his son in the faith his protege as he left Titus in the church in Crete um, where Paul has actually uh, been writing as to what how the people of God ought to live how the elders in the church ought to be stewards of sound doctrine and how then he expects that sound doctrine to be lived out in the lives of the women as well. So it is a special edition, this one. This one is a special episode going to our women out there as we commemorate women in this month. They are so special that the Bible actually puts them as, 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 as special as well it, it, it is it is actually contrary to the popular opinion that women have no place in the bible contrary to the popular opinion that women actually have no role to play in the church actually paul expects women to have a role to play in maintaining sound doctrine in the church of jesus christ actually he puts them as the first before he even addresses the men, he puts them as first before he even addresses the younger men. So he says to the older women as he speaks, then as for you, Titus, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Now the question is, how does sound doctrine look like? And he goes on to say, older women, they are to be sober-minded. They are to be dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith in love and in steadfastness it is prudent then for us even as you remember we've been looking at uh we've been looking at revival and reformation in the church and key to revival and reformation in the church we have said that sound doctrine sound teaching of the word of god becomes key and fundamental to reformation and revival and if I may maintain that same theme, as we speak of sound doctrine, as we are commemorating our women's month, as to what do we expect from women? What does the Lord expect from women? How can women still be uh, women that are going to make an influence in the world, in the age that we are living in? How can women best serve in the church of Jesus Christ? Then Paul tells us that older women, firstly, he says, they are to be sober-minded. The, the, the idea there, they are to be temperate. They are to be clear-headed. In other words, Paul is asking that women will not be swayed by worldly arguments. And we have seen it in the day and age that we're living in, that women are, are, are really... Are, are, are being uh, at the center of most of the abuse that we see around us. They, we have domestic violence. Women are being trampled on. Women are being marginalized among us. But yet, as you find it in the Bible, the Bible clearly stipulates us to what is expected of women because as we are seeing all these atrocities hampered on women, they are, then who, they are those who have risen and they want to be a voice for women. But the voice and that which they are bringing out, it's not in accord to what the Bible actually expects of women to be. 
So what Paul is asking is that women are not to be swayed by worldly arguments. They are to be level-headed. In other words, they must be able to refute false teachers. That's what Paul is expecting, that they are to behave in an orderly manner, to be sober, to be serious. That's what Paul is asking of these women to be. They are to be sane and they are to be sound-minded and discreet. That is what the apostle is asking for women here to be. They are to be self-disciplined and to be prudent. In other words, they are to be moderate, to be sober, to be free from any intoxication. In other words, what Paul is asking here when he is asking for sober-mindedness, he is strictly speaking, it means that they, they are to be women who have sober judgment and they are to be women who hold no wine. That's what it means. You see, as we have a number of movements who are trying to, to, to formulate, uh, we have the divas around, we have the slave queens around, we have uh, many women now who desire to be uh, divas, uh, many women who desire to stand for their rights, but then uh, as, as noble as that is, but at times we can swing the pendulum so far to the left that we neglect as to what is the biblical requirement as to what women ought to be. So in this women's month, we, we need women who are sober-minded. We need women who, 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 who be watchful, who are going to be free, to remain free from any intoxicating effects of this world. That's the description that Paul has in mind here. That's the description that the Lord has in mind as he inspired this man Paul to write these things. Women who are free from intoxication of the flesh and the devil, and therefore they seek to continually remain circumspect. These are women who remain sober and vigilant amidst all the worldly pressures that we face around us. And to tell you this, Ajidi, this is not just a description that um, the word of God expects of women as well. No, it's a description. This sober-mindedness is something that is expected of even believers. They have, they have a self-mastery. This is a description that speaks of self-government. To have a self-control. This is a foundation of all strong godly life, all godly growth. Anything that we need and everything that we desire in our spiritual lives. And this is what God has given us. And you may ask and you may wonder to say if you're a woman out there, you may be wondering as to why is this important? Why is the Apostle Paul describing to say older women, they must be sober-minded? Why is it important? The truth of the matter is this, that if, if a person cannot govern themselves, if a person cannot be able to master themselves in some areas of their lives or in all areas of their lives as believers, those who have been redeemed by the grace of God, he will certainly not have a good relationship or fellowship with God or man. His life will likely be marked by major excesses. There are excesses, there are good excesses that takes one away from his devotion to God. Sometimes even good excesses like hobbies, work, career, desires to be rich, a high view of self, a high view of your identity, food, sometimes even excesses such as food, the, the, those excesses like that, if, if we do those things that are meant to be good, but we take them to excess, then they become intoxicating. We are intoxicated. We, we chase after the things that the world also is chasing. Fame, 
looks, makeup, all those things that are good in themselves, but then if we take them to the other side, then they become bad. Paul is saying, no, 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 no. We must make sure that we are not going there. There must be a level of self-control. That's what the apostle is asking for our for, for older women to be. And that's what he's asking. And it, this is a command that goes to all Christians. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God, those who have been endowed by the Spirit of God, this is a gift that the Holy Spirit is able to bring forth in us. Sober-mindedness. God, even as I said, 2 Timothy, Paul would tell Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. Sober mind. And this is what is expected of us. It, it is, it is it's, it's this sober-mindedness that a woman would need. The three, three important reasons why this is what every Christian need. But in this particular context, as we speak about women, it is needful for women. Why? It is needful in the midst of discouragement due to persecution. You need sober-mindedness, woman of God. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, listen to what Peter says. Therefore, be preparing your mind for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Peter speaking to men, women, Christians who are being persecuted. He is urging, exhorting them to be sober-minded, to set their hope fully on the grace set for them. Secondly, why do, the, the, do, do Christians of all time, including women, need to be sober-minded in order for you to enjoy communion with God. If you desire to enjoy sweet fellowship with God, even in times such as this, as we are faced with this pandemic, even in this month of Women's Month, there is this First Peter chapter 4, verse 7, Paul said, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and be of sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. Therefore, if you desire to enjoy sweet fellowship with the Lord, God Almighty, woman of God, it is expected of you then to be sober-minded. And in order for you to combat and to fight and to stand against the wiles and the tactics and the tricks of Satan, you need and you need to be sober-minded. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 also states this. Be sober in be of sober spirit. Be of be on the alert. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone he might devour. Stand firm in your face. So that is the reason why Paul would go on to this length to say, then older women, they ought to be sober-minded. That's the first thing that it requires. And it is important for you and I then to stand, be of sober-minded, being of that humble heart that you recognize and you come to this understanding that you need this grace of God. But you cannot produce this in and of yourself. I need to tell you this. But in order for you to do that, because we are going to look at these other two marks tomorrow, but in order for you to do this, in order for you to be of sober mind, it is required of you as well as you are part of the body of Christ, as you are part of the church of Jesus Christ, to serve humbly in your giftedness and relationship with other Christians. You are expected to be so of a sober mind. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Look at your Bible. Paul would urge. He's urging all Christians. But in this context, we're specializing to our women out there, to all women who have devoted themselves to the work and to the ministry of God. For I say to you, Paul says, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself so highly than he ought to, but to think soberly, as God has dealt for each one a measure of faith. So this sober-mindedness counters all forms of pride and conserves gentleness. This sober mind starves all manner of ego and feeds on humility. This is the sober-mindedness that the Apostle Paul is calling us to. This is the sober-mindedness that we need our women in this time to move in. For a person reflecting this quality will be making steady progress in growing into the perfectly balanced character of Jesus Christ. Because these will be the women who are spirit-filled. These are the women who are spirit-laid. These are the women who are empowered. They are fruit-bearing. They have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer them who are living, but Christ lives in them. These are the kind of women we are talking about. These are women in chapter 2 verse 11, to whom, whom the grace of God has appeared and it, it has brought salvation to them. These are women who are students of the grace of God. For the grace of God teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passion. As we even long and we wait to see the glory of the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. These are women who have a level-headed mind that knows that the world and its pleasures are passing away. Last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are women who say that this is not how we have been called to live. And the Church of Jesus Christ needs such temperate, clear-headed, level-headed, who know how to behave in an orderly manner, to be sober, to be serious, to be sane, to be sound-minded, discreet, self-disciplined, prudent, and moderate. And that's the kind of women we need. And we are wishing all the women out there to live out their purposes for God in this hour. That even in the midst of all the abuses that we see, in the midst of all the false teachings of feminism and other, other teachings that are coming so as to divert women from their godly calling, we call forth women to be biblical women. That they ought to possess this manner of life that the Bible expects of them. That they ought to be sober-minded. How else are these women ought to be? They ought to be dignified. That's, a, that's the second mark that we see here. That these other women ought to be dignified. They ought to be worthy of respect, honorable, august. In other words, they are marked by majestic dignity and grandeur. They are reverent and they are behaving with reverent propriety. This dignity, dignified refers to the character that evokes spatial respect. These are the kind of women that the Bible is speaking of. Women who are sober-minded, yes, but two, secondly, women who are dignified. The term dignified is used, actually, as you, if you find in checking the New Testament, it's used four times in the New Testament. It, it means honorable. It means 
dignity uh, and you find it in 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 first in philippians chapter 4 verse 8 paul would urge to say brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is uh, is is of good repute if there is any excellence and if there is any worth or praise draw your mind on these things so that's that's the kind of women we need women who are sober-minded in this hour women who are dignified and this does not describe the demeanor of a person who is gloomy killing joy no th that's not what it means this is the conduct of one who knows what he lives in light of eternity that's what it means that, that, that before very long he will leave the fallen race of men and he will be in the glorious presence of his God. This dignified person is never one who settles on trivial issues, one who settles on superficial issues. He does not, he does not dwell and flit with immorality or flit with anything that is vulgar anything that is sinful and godly this is a kind of woman who, who whose passion and desire is to please our lord and our savior because she knows that she is a daughter of the king of kings and the lord of lords so she maintains that dignity so these other women these other women they are women who ought to live who ought to live in a manner that they are redeeming the time they value the time they live for every opportunity they make use of they redeem every opportunity they have seen the utopian idea that it has failed and they have learned how short-lived and disappointing and euphoric emotional experiences can be and they set their hearts on things above not on earthly things these are women who live their lives as though and as if they are sons and daughters of the king of kings lord of lords because they are daughters of the most high god sober-minded and dignified that is what we see in this passage and my prayer for you, if you are there and you do not know uh, as to, but how can I be there? How can I get to that? Then understand what the Bible says, because we are going to continue later on. But what I want you to see as we look at this true, two, two virtues of this kind of a woman that the Bible describes here, uh, this cannot be possible unless until verse 11 happens in your heart and in your life, verse 11 and 12. For the grace of God has appeared and brings salvation for all people, including godly, including older women, including any other woman, including any other man. It brings salvation for all people and it is the grace of God. The grace of God has students. And the subject of the grace of God, it is teaching us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. That is exactly that this woman is going to be dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith and in love and in steadfastness as we wait the blessed of the appearing of our great God and Savior. Jesus Christ. So this older woman, if I may sum it up, I'll say it like this. She's a woman who has been captured by the grace of God. She's a student of the grace. She has been saved by grace. She's been sanctified by grace. She's been sustained by grace. 
she is going to be brought home by the grace of God. Everything about her, she lives her life because the grace of God has captured her. Are you that gracious woman who is sober-minded, dignified, spirit-filled, level-headed? If you're not, then come to the grace of God that has been revealed to us in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. To our women out there, we pray that the grace of God would be sufficient for you and that his strength be perfected in all your weaknesses of all the atrocities and the abuses that you have faced in your homes, in your community, in your workplaces, and everywhere where you may find yourself in. But even in this day, I pray that the Lord God will strengthen you, the Lord God will be with you. And, and join us tomorrow as we continue with this special episode as we look at what the Lord expects of these women. But tomorrow we are going to focus not only on the older women, but let's see what the Bible has to say to the younger women. Because the older women, they have a role to play even in the church of Jesus Christ. They are to teach younger women. But let's see as to what subject, what lessons are they to, to administer and to teach. May the Lord God bless you. You are with me, your brother in Christ. Gideon and Penny. Until next time, may God be with you. Happy Women's Month. Thank you very much.